This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor. And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan. It's Friday the 20th of November. What a week. What a week indeed, especially for people in South Australia. And if you're listening, we're thinking of you in lockdown at the moment. But Norman, as of, well... Yesterday, there were no new cases in South Australia. They're in a super hard lockdown. If they don't find any more cases over the next couple of days, can they just go straight back to normal as soon as the lockdown's over? Well, that's possible. I suspect that what uh, the authorities will do is give themselves another four or five day window just to make sure there aren't any. Because the six days is predicated that they think this is a short incubation period virus. And we talked about that in yesterday's Corona cast. It's unlikely that's true. It's probably just a virus, a coronavirus like any other, and it's going to be five days. And therefore, they might want to wait another few more days just to check it out. But they'll probably release people and allow a bit more and allow people to go out for more exercise and so on. So it's going to be much more like a stage three, I would imagine, would be fairly safe to do. Going back to zero is probably politically a bit risky because you don't want to reimpose it if if more cases reappear. But you might relax and allow people to go out. So I suspect you might be on a 10-day cycle in, in South Australia, but what do I know? You know, it's fantastic news. There aren't zero cases with a lot of testing being done. And it is a lot of testing. It's in proportion. It's about the same as Victoria was at the peak of their pandemic. Yeah, we've been in touch with South Australian Health trying to see if we can get some more information about this strain that they were talking about that that the public health officer was saying had a shorter incubation period and was milder, but um, they haven't been able to release that genomic info yet. So we actually don't know if it's materially any different to the other coronavirus strains that are circulating around the world. It's not, it can't, can't really be, I mean, unless some mutations has occurred this is a virus that's come in from with somebody from Britain. It's going to be one of the circulating viruses in Britain. I'm not aware that the British are saying that they've got anything peculiar about the way their viruses are behaving. This was said at the beginning of the outbreak in New South Wales when they got Uh, somebody coming in from Victoria and you got the Crossroads Motel. It was said that they were noticing very short incubation times. They were worried it was a different kind of virus. You didn't hear much more beyond that because I think it was just an artifact of the cluster where you just got intense spread during the cluster, which makes you think that it's a different virus, but in fact, a different style of virus, but in fact, it's not. So isn't the six days hard lockdown in South Australia kind of predicated on the fact that it's a fast moving virus and that that maybe is only two life cycles of the virus? Yeah, they're making the assumption that uh, from their observations so far that people incubate it for maybe three days rather than five days or even less and become infectious within 24 hours of being infected. And that's what makes them think that it's a new virus that's uh, not been observed before. But in fact, it's probably a function of the of the spread in the of the super spreading event rather than the virus itself. We've actually got a question on this very point from Belinda saying, is six days lockdown in South Australia going to be long enough when we know that in some people the virus can incubate for up to 14 days? Well, it's based on two cycles, as we just said, of the assuming that the virus has a three-day incubation period. It's very unlikely that this virus has a three-day incubation period. It's likely to be just like all the other SARS-CoV-2 viruses, which is uh, 5 to 10, 12, even, even a little bit longer days. Belinda's right, and it's likely you're going to have to go to two weeks in South Australia to be really sure if you've got day after day of zero cases. But it doesn't mean to say that at six days you couldn't relax down to something like a stage three lockdown which allows people to get out and exercise and just a bit more freedom 
but not a complete letting up because if you start to see virus appearing day 10 or 12, you don't want to have to reimpose a serious lockdown. Yeah, we have heard the South Australian Health Authority saying that they were going to use this really hard lockdown to just absolutely smash their contact tracing efforts. So it's buying them time in that respect as well. That's right. A run of zero cases is going to be great news, particularly at the level of testing that they're doing, which is really impressive. And we've got a question from Sue, who's in South Australia in lockdown, thinking of you, Sue. And she's saying she thinks the lockdown is a good idea in principle, but she's finding it hard that they can't even have 30 minutes of outdoor exercise. Sue has chronic health and pain issues that walking really benefits. If people like her did get the virus, don't they need to be as healthy as possible to fend it off? So it's a very legitimate question and the chances of catching the coronavirus when you're outdoors, as you would know, are very, very low. So there's no harm really to be outdoors and do your exercise. But why the authorities are doing it is they're going, they're really taking a leaf out of the Chinese playbook, which is that the Chinese, when they go to lockdown, go to complete lockdown. Because you can't be sure that if you go out for some exercise that some people aren't saying, well, I'll just pop into my Auntie Mary's for a quick cup of coffee on my way home, because home is where you catch this. So if you want to go for a complete a complete lockdown, you clamp down on exercise too. But it'd be pretty safe in the current situation in South Australia to allow people to exercise for an hour a day. You know, puppies, toddlers, I don't like saying puppies and toddlers in the same breath, but you know what I mean. Cute things. To get out and just give yourself a bit of relief. The other thing that's come out in the last couple of days is that there's been a sewage alert for coronavirus in sewage in Benalla and Portland in Victoria. Norman, is this maybe just people shedding from previous outbreaks in Victoria or is this our early warning sign that there might be an outbreak about to start there? This has to be assumed to be an early warning. Yes, it could be people virus shedding who are not necessarily infectious. Yes, it could be people that go back, depending on how long they hold the samples for, whether it's an average of a week of sewage in your samples, all those have to be taken into account. But the only point in doing sewage testing is that if you make the assumption this is an early warning. And the best news would be if you go in hard, do mass testing in the areas which you've drained the sewage from, is that you find nothing, which is what happened at Early Beach, and I think it's what happened at Anglesey. It would be great news and you move on, but it has to be taken as an early warning. You can't assume it's nothing. And so it's great to hear that lots of people are still getting tested around the country. And one of them is Angela. She's in Victoria. She had a sore throat this week. She had a test on Tuesday and she was very happy to see she got a negative result. Uh, So that's great. But then another 24 hours later, she got a text saying that while she doesn't have coronavirus, she's got picornavirus which is a version of the common cold, and that she still needs to isolate till she's symptom-free. So she's wondering, A, what are they testing for in addition to coronavirus? And B, why does she have to isolate if she's if she knows she's only got a cold? I've checked with uh, somebody who's into the pathology testing for COVID on this issue, and it depends on the lab. So sometimes if you go into a private lab, what they do is they've got this routine way, the technology they use for testing picks up other viruses as well. It's the equivalent in a blood test. If you take a blood test and the doctor wants your liver function and what have you, the the machine does an automatic sample of maybe 20, 25 different blood measures. And you get that anyway as a readout. So that's just the way the technology works. And sometimes in labs, the way the technology works is that they test for a panel of viruses anyway in the sample. But some labs, and I think it's some public labs, will only do SARS-CoV-2. They might keep the swab, I suppose, but they only do SARS-CoV-2. So it depends where your swab goes. And certainly when I had my first 
COVID test done, a nasal swab, I actually came back positive for an enterovirus, which is which is a picornovirus, which is one of that family of of uh, one of those family of viruses. And I suppose they're telling you to need to isolate just so that you don't pass it on to others. I don't think there's any rule here. It's just that if you've got an infection, you shouldn't be passing it on to other people. And before we go, a few pieces of feedback from our beautiful audience. Uh, Jackie Norman. <laughs> Jackie says that um, they've named their two new fish Norman and Tegan, which I am just so thrilled about. Anyway, uh, Jackie's comment relates to how to stay resilient during lockdowns. So hold on a second. Are they guppies or what? What, what kind of fish are we? Uh, they are blue turk discus. I feel like that's a fancy fish and I am okay with it. Okay, fine. Well, if you are, I am too. <laughs> well, Jackie says as a Victorian, she had to limit the amount of media she consumed. Initially, she was a news junkie, but as time went by, the constant barrage of negative commentary really was impacting her mental health. Um, so her advice to South Australians is stay informed, but not obsessed. And Lillian says, Norman, I listen to you guys every day. And today, as I was listening, I saw Norman walking. Surreal moments. I think Lillian might be your paparazzi. Lillian, wave next time so I know who you are. <laughs> and one more from Catherine. Um, disagreeing with your assertion, Norman, that the SA lockdown is the right thing and that the WHO is wrong. Catherine lived through the Melbourne lockdown and that SA announcement made her feel really anxious again and worried that it could happen to us again so quickly. So how do we trust our health systems again is her question. I think that the South Australia was gone, had gone back to normal. People were not socially distancing and they hadn't experienced a cluster like this before. Whereas, you know, New South Wales and Victoria are more battle hardened than South Australia. So they can cope with this. They kind of, they know what to do. And also people are already in a social distancing mode rather than normal. So I think it's a different circumstance. And I think if South Australia gets a future cluster like this, they won't go to this hard lockdown once they understand what's going on and South Australians are back to socially distancing. Well, that's all we've got time for in CoronaCast today and this week. Yep, have a wonderful weekend. Our thoughts are with you in South Australia. Hopefully next week you'll get back to some semblance of normality and we'll see you on Monday. See you then.